This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is the Sports Edge with Rick Wolf on your flagship station for New York sports. The Fan, Sports Radio 66 and 1019 FM, WFAN, New York. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Rick Wolf's Sports Edge. I'm your host, Rick Wolf. And, well, I'll be, well, very candid with you. We have a, a bunch of topics to discuss this morning. And, as always, our phone lines will be open for you to get through. Now, speaking of phone lines, let me just take a moment here. You have to bear in mind that here at The Fan, we have, I don't know, five, six phone lines, which is you know, certainly good news. But it does take a, a little time to, to answer those calls, to, to get you set up. And so on. So please, yes, I'm very eager to get you on the air. But, you know, understand we have to have a little patience as well, even though we have five or six phone lines. A lot of people want to get through and want to talk about the various topics that we're addressing here on the Sports Edge. By the way, um, I should remind you, again, we never talk about this, but all our calls are answered on a first-come basis. Now, we feel that the, the fairest and most equitable way to answer all the calls is based upon whoever calls first. And as you go through the lineup of calls, eventually we build, you know, we get to callers two, three, four, five, and so forth. But it's done in that manner. We feel that's the fairest way to do it. So understand, and and (laughs) to be quite candid, there are a lot of people who want to get on the air on the show, and they don't mind getting uh, early on on a Sunday morning and calling in and, and waiting. So Understand it takes a little time, but it's open to the public. We want to talk to as many people as we possibly can. Uh, we like to tell people we know our subjects can be, um, our topics can be a little bit complicated, but we want you to basically get to the point as quickly as possible so that we have enough time to discuss your perspective, your point of view, before we go on to the next one. And for the most part, that that procedure has worked pretty well. But again, it's... it's um, it seems like it's pretty straightforward to get on, but it isn't always because a lot of people want to get on and they want to talk their talk uh, about their point of view on these various issues. Okay, let's uh, let's get to work. Um, and again, on today's show, what I want to talk about are anything over the last few weeks that have ca- it's caught my eye. Maybe it's caught your eye. Uh, things are all topics we discussed on, uh, you know, the the, the, uh, the sports edge in the past. Where are we? Have, have we have we reached a uh, a fair verdict? Was a, a mistake made? Was something should have been done a different way? That's the purpose of the show. Just wanted to talk about these various issues and, and issues that are still to come and whether this is being done or handled in the right way. And again, in the world of youth and amateur sports, we're always talking about what's the right and fair way to handle all the kids so nobody feels they're somehow getting gypped or cheated or whatever it might be. Okay, so for example, um, 
the, the kid, uh, Kentanye Johnson, a superstar basketball player out of the University of Florida. Well, we talked about him a couple of years ago. You might recall this kid is just a stud. He can score. He was just a really tremendous uh, point-making machine. But a couple of years ago during a game, he sort of apparently felt ill, and he collapsed to the court, and he was taken off the court, uh, even though he had big-time numbers. Um, but basically, they, the doctors at the University of Florida said, well, we're not so 100% convinced this kid is fine to go back to playing basketball again. So they did said to the kid, you can sign paperwork, but we're not going to you know, stand behind you because we don't know what caused the problem. So they put all the medical expertise basically onto uh, to Johnson to see what he wanted to do. And um, he sort of basically fell off the headlines until it was revealed that he decided, well, you know what? I love playing at, at uh, Florida, but I'm just going to transfer out because they're not going to give me any clearance to play here. So he transferred out. He's been playing uh, the last couple of years and playing great, uh, put up big numbers, and has hadn't had any incidents at all with his chest or his heart is breathing. He just transferred. Said, you know what? Life is too short. Uh, they gave us this ability to transfer to the transfer portal right away uh, because the good folks of Florida are still nervous about whether or not I should play. I'm not going to wait. I don't want to wait any longer. So he decided that I'm just going to play this out. And so he has, and he's had, he's had another great year. So, you know, this is what I'm talking about. There are no clear-cut answers when it comes to youth sports, college sports, whatever it might be. If this kid had decided, said, well, you know, I, I, I love playing basketball and I'm really good at it. But if the doctors are saying, we can't give you 100% clearance that this may, might have a problem again, so he might have just walked away from not playing basketball out of a fear, out of a worry that he might have another heart attack. But he said, "What? Well, you know what, I'm not going to live my life that way. He transferred out, he's been playing right away, and he's been playing great. Now we'll wait and see as to where the NBA teams are going to take a chance on him and, and see how they feel about his heart situation. But again, you know, we all know life is short, life is full of risk. There's a kid who said, I'm here to play basketball, and I'm not going to keep sitting on the bench. If I get a chance to play somewhere else, I will, and he's done that. So these are the kind of issues we're talking about when it comes to our kids in sports because there aren't any basic answers that are you know, definitively correct or wrong. But this kid listened to his own quote-unquote heart, no pun intended, and now he's playing, he's played great, and he's, he's, he's obviously thrilled. So, I mean... Put all this in perspective, if you would, this morning. I want to, I want to hear from you. And, of course, you know our number. It's uh, 877-337-6666. Think for a moment about all the various sports issues we have covered in recent times. Everything from sports parents who feel more entitled than ever, uh, that somehow they have a right to scream and to yell and to misbehave at their kids' games. The, the, um, the concerns about the number of refs and umpires and game officials, the numbers are dropping off. And these guys, once they leave, they do not come back. And most of the time they say they're quitting because they're tired of being basically uh, being victimized by sports parents or coaches at the kids' games. And now we're hearing from all the various uh, sports officials, organizations saying, you know, the numbers keep continuing to drop precipitously and there aren't any people coming back to take their spot. So... It won't be too long. We'll have to start totally reorganizing all the the uh, officials and games because there just aren't enough of these officials to, to work all the games on hand. More and more high school coaches who are, not surprisingly, fed up with demanding parents. Well, yeah, these high school coaches, they're now just quitting 
on the spot. And sometimes they're getting fed up and they quit right in the middle of a game. I mean, it, it, it's so think about this. Coaches are quitting. Referees are quitting. Um, the sports parents who feel somehow they have a right to go and verbally and in some cases physically abuse the refs or umpires at games. It's just getting worse and worse and worse. Then the kids themselves, some of those are just watching all this. I mean, now they're picking up all this and basically going to their coaches at the high school level and basically are, in effect, demanding, demanding, not asking, demanding to know what position they're going to play in that game. And then they expect the head coach to make sure that that kid gets into play, gets into play a lot in the game, maybe make the all-star uh, team. I mean, this is how the kids are. The kids that feel like they've been groomed to have all these various perks and specialties. I mean, it's just unbelievable how this is sort of all unraveled so quickly, so fast, in just the last five or ten years. Athletes and, and their parents, they're basically dictating to their travel team coaches. They tell the travel team coach, outside of the school coach, when their kid is going to be available to, to participate and play during that week. In other words, it's the kids and their parents who are now dictating to the travel team coaches when their kids could be available to play in games. I mean, it's, it's just, I'm looking at this, I'm sure you're living through this and thinking, holy smokes, it's, it's, it's tough enough that kids just trying to get through schoolwork and go through their regular you know, practices for their high school games. But now the kids are telling, along with their parents, are now dictating to the, to the coaches which time they can play and which practice games and what, what real games they can play in. It, it's... It's getting worse, too. I mean, at the base of all of this, the old so-called standards of respect in sports, things like civility and sportsmanship, do the right thing. Well, those are wonderful, wonderful topics. The problem is they've all become very ancient very quickly. I mean, kids today, yeah, yeah, civility, sportsmanship, do the right thing. But they may know those things, but they're not playing those anymore. It's just become pushed off to the side. It's no longer important. And quite frankly, these days, there's just too much money uh, on the horizon. And if the kid, is, the kid in high school is not playing enough, well, he or she is just going to basically be looking for, um, to a change. Maybe just transfer to another high school to go play there. This is high school sports today, and it's unlike anything we saw as recently as 10 years ago. And quite frankly, it's going to change even more in the next five or 10 years from now. I don't know how parents put up with this. Every, every state has its own rules and regulations. Uh, high school coaches just be going, they must be going nuts as to how do I keep my better players happy when I got other kids that didn't want to play too. It's just crazy. And it's, it's where we are. I don't know how we got here, although I will tell you, and you've heard me say this in the past, that topic, that theme of entitlement seems to be constantly creeping up more and more and more in our conversations that if I'm a sports parent, I have every right to expect my kid to play more and more in this position and according to you know, his or her stats. And that, that is going to really change and turn everything upside down. And this is just the, the, you know, the top of the, of, of, the, of the materials here. There are lots of things going on here which we have to address because if we don't, if we don't and don't address this soon and enforce it soon, High school sports are going to be gone. They're just going to be thrown out the window and forgotten about it because the better players are going to say, I don't even care about high school. I just want to play on a really good travel team or an elite team and heck with high school because high school isn't as good as those guys. And that's, that's a very 
very alarming, very disconcerting kind of situation to be in. And I don't see anybody anywhere out there trying to say, hey, let's, let's put a stop to this and let's talk about this and see where we are from here. Okay, I have all this to discuss with you and a lot of other stuff, uh, all about how sports in high school are changing, changing rapidly. Nobody has an idea of how to stop it or how to prevent it or what's the right rules are. None of this stuff. And yet it's just going and going and going and it's getting worse and worse and worse. And if you're a high school sports parent, well, we got to talk about this because, as I said, it's not going to change on its own. All right. Uh, 877-337-6666. That, of course, is our number. When I return from this, uh, this break, we'll go right to your calls. Stay with me. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Back here on the Sports Edge, we're talking about, quite frankly, how the game of baseball has changed. And it's changed in a very sort of quiet but subtle way, but there's no question, it has changed. And I'm, I'm thinking at this juncture, as a game now looks ahead, uh, as to you know, rule changes or what they're going to do or try to get the, the next generation of, of kids involved in baseball, what are they doing? Is this going to work? Are, are having you know pitch clocks and uh, the stuff, is that actually going to work or not? We just don't know. Quite frankly, you know, we, we've seen the, 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 the situations in spring training where we just had to call timeout and say, what does this mean? How do we do this? Uh, do we do this again? It's going to be interesting. And obviously, um, a number of the big league stars weren't even in spring training because they were playing in the WBC. So they don't know how it's going to work. I, I, it's just, it's going to be an interesting, at least the first half of the season. And the real question is going to be, of all these various changes, that can make the game better, more fun. That's an important important word. More fun to go to and to watch and enjoy. I just don't know. All I know is that the, the number of ratings on baseball continue to plummet, and people are nervous about whether or not this game is going to continue as on. I mean, it's as simple as that. I mean, for example, um, the other day I, I was I was making the rounds. And I was over uh, and I was talking to a, a good friend of mine who is a uh, a local a high school athletic director, and I was asking him about him and, and his school district and how they handled student discipline at the games. And he, this, this fellow said to me, he said, Rick, it's very simple. I'm an old school guy. That is, I don't give any second chances 
It's all zero tolerance. If a parent of a high school player can't control himself or herself at a game, we immediately have a security officer get to that parent and tell him or her that she's being removed from the game right now. And I so I, I, I want to stop this. I, I mean, you mean you give a second chance, right? And this, this AD said, no, sir, Rick, uh, there's no warning. There's no second chances. No, the direct approach is it. Our attitude is here, if you're an adult, if you're an adult at a high school sporting event and you don't know how to behave at a kid's game, then you have automatically lost the privilege of attending any more home games that season. So I, I asked this athletic director if this, if this hardline approach actually worked. And he said, yep, sure does. Nobody wants to run the risk of total embarrassment of being walked out of a kid's high school game simply because you can't control your voice or emotions. So I also asked him about, well, what about the, the rest of the, the people in the gym watching all this? And, and his AD said, yeah, it's very effective what we do because it's not fair to the kids or to the vast majority of attendees who, who are at the game and who do behave. But the players always want to play in front of fans and their friends, so they are not eager to see a, a, a grown-up, an adult, be basically walked out by a police officer for misbehaving. Now, I thought that was a pretty interesting point of view from this athletic director at a public high school uh, because he was saying, in effect, that we're using peer pressure to basically get rid of the parents who don't know how to behave uh, at, a, at a kid's sporting event. But, and I, I'll be very candid with him, with you, I mean, his, his point of view was certainly, uh, you know, well taken. I mean, he's always seen his high school sports as kind of a, uh, a day of celebration, not as a time when he has to sign up the local police to walk around the event and to arrest anyone who is out of control. No, just the opposite. This AD's attitude made all the sense in the world to me. Why do so many moms and dads today somehow feel they have a right to say anything they want at their kid's game? Well, you remember going back a few years, there was an old saying that attending a school sporting event is not a right. No, it's not a right. It's a privilege. And it's a privilege that can be taken away very quickly. And that, so that's what I'm talking about today. In this day and age where we see parents out of control, that the, the, the long-honored tradition of good, solid behavior at games is unfortunately being basically washed away, diluted, on an everyday basis at our kids' games. And, of course, one of the most disturbing trends uh, we're seeing is that this, this, this behavior, which is just horrible, nobody seems to want to step up and intervene. Nobody wants to get up and say, wait a minute now, let's stop the game right here and discuss what happened. Or let's make sure the kids or the, or the grown-ups who are out of control, they are asked to leave right now and they are escorted out of the gym immediately. We just don't see that because most of the parents aren't, don't want to get involved. Uh, the kids at the games figure they're too young to get involved. So everything just stops and nothing happens. The referees don't feel they're empowered to, to get involved in this. The coaches don't feel that's their job. So nothing happens. The game just stops. No one is held accountable for their, their bad language or their, their bad dealings. It just gets worse. So at the end of the day, the, the lack of, of accountability, and that's the key term here, not just for the kids, but it's even more so for the sports parents. They don't want to get involved. They may be the reasons why we have these issues with uh, you know, accountability, but they don't want to get involved themselves. And quite frankly, moms and dads, you don't need a second chance. If you go to watch a high school game, 
and you don't know how to behave yourself and what you say and what you do, then why do you deserve a second chance when the cop comes over and you say, oh, no, I'm sorry, I, I made a mistake, I should I didn't. No, no second chance. You're gone. You're the grown-up. If as a grown-up you don't know how to, how to behave, why do we give you a second chance? Simple as that. All right, friends, this is all part of this process that's going on now all over the country. Parents asking for second chances on their obnoxious behavior, how that influences the kids at the games, what, who should be in charge of the events to make sure this stuff doesn't happen, what are the right punishments to be doled out, who's in charge, and how do we get the point across to our young people and to our parents that this is just not going to happen anymore because it's getting to a point where it has become out of control. 877-337-6666, that's our number. Let's go to... Um, Oh, goodness. Let's start with uh, Rob over Lake Success this morning. Morning, Rob. You're first up this morning on the fan. Good morning, Rick. Believe it or not, I'm actually about to start a 20-mile run. I'm standing <laughs> in Central Park, but I, it's getting ready for Boston. It's my last long run, and I'm listening, and I'm, I, I love you so so much that I had a, had a call in. A couple things. Number one, yep. your dad, I want to just touch on a couple things quickly. Your dad, you know, uh, Nick Games and with Cal Ramsey and, the passing of Willis Reed, um, just, uh, your dad was just phenomenal, Channel 9, and watching him, and I just had to just throw that out there, and Willis Reed passing him, a great guy, and actually Earl Monroe for the second championship team uh, really changed the name, because I really remember the second championship team a lot, a lot better when he came in, and, and with Earl and uh, Clyde, the two of them, they never thought it would work, but those two guys were amazing, but I just had to throw that out, and Rick Pitino coming to St. John's, I think is a good thing, but along these lines here, that the kids are, we could bring back the St. John's uh, New York City basketball because they're gonna, he's gonna recruit, and as long as they could do something with the uh, with St. John's and, and upgrading the facilities and maybe the housing situation, I think uh, basketball in the city can return uh, to the way it was back in the '80s when when I was in college. Uh, along these lines, Rick, everything you touched on hits home. But the first thing, and I think I want to share today, because uh, it really is important to me, the thing with the heart, um, you know, and, and, and my, my whole situation, finding through COVID that I had a blockage and uh, needed stents that saved my life and thankfully never had a heart attack. And I think medically every kid really and every parent needs to get their kids cleared. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm basically, I always thought of myself as in perfect health, and I'm probably in better, better health than most people walking the street right now at any age. But I had a blockage, and I think that just because whatever age you are, uh, the kids especially, you hear of these situations. Um, as far as going forward with, with, with high school sports, I think the future, Rick, is we're going to have high school sports come back to the public schools because the travel teams, that's where I think a lot of the problems, and maybe some of the callers I'll listen later, could add to this. I think the travel teams, Rick, are really worse than the high school programs because they're at least, you know, the teams and the coaches and the public schools and even the, the private schools, they're kind of mandated uh, on a certain level. With our travel teams, parents are paying. It's like a pay-to-play type of a situation. Yeah, that is they correct. Have, that is correct. So it's it, kind it's of something, a right. You, know, it is, you mentioned a point there, and I'm glad you did, uh, and that is – Nobody seems to talk about the, the interplay between the, the elite teams and, and the high school teams. As somehow there's so, they're so distance between the two that, that nobody's going to pay attention. But you're absolutely right, uh, you know, Rob, that, that there's going to be some sort of some, – some, somewhere somebody's going to say, wait a minute, how does this all play out so it's all equal and fair? And um, I don't know. 
I don't, again, we've always asked this question. We have no answer. What do you do if, you're, if your kid's on an elite club team and is not playing the position that he or she wants to play or is not getting a playing time? Who, who do you go to complain to? I mean, just, there is nobody to complain well, to. Well, yeah, my, my last point I want to make, Rico, so going forward, you asked the question, like, who's responsible for all this? I think the home school, the, the athletic director of every sporting event, whether it be a basketball or football game, they're the ones that are in charge of, 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 you know, basically what's going on. If the athletic director before a basketball game, they're the ones that have to set up maybe the police or, or make an announcement. It's really up to the home team at every a function, every sporting event function, to, you know, come up with the rules, you know, and these are yeah. all the common sense rules, but they're <laughs> the ones that, ha- that have to do it, you know, basically have it in place before the actual sporting event. Rick, I love you. Have a great show, and I'm off to run. Go, 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 go! Get it. Thanks, All Rob. Right, buddy, talk, talk to you soon. You bet. And and unfortunately, you know, you know, Coach Rob, he, he runs all his life. Uh, but I, I do have a concern. He and I will talk about this, and perhaps with you down the road. I, I I don't know because if you if your son or daughter runs for an outside entity, that's nothing to do with the school. I mean, it's just outside. You know, it's totally di- distinctly different. Um, yeah, it'd be nice if the, the club team interacted with the high school, but that's just not going to happen. They just aren't going to do that. They're going to say, wait a minute, if the kid wants to run for the school team, that's one thing. But if the kid wants to run for the elite travel run program, that's something different. I don't, I don't think they're going to have that happen. They're going to say there's too many conflicts, too many situations. That may change. And I think it will change once we get to a point where people don't say, well, we need to have a better situation here in terms of who's doing what and how they're doing it, and who's overseeing this. But right now, I, I don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, that's, that is a concern. Um, let's see. Let's, uh, let's move on. Let's go to, uh, let's go to Ed uh, over in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Rick. How are you doing? Good, Ed. Good. A couple things I'd like to talk about. First thing with the transfer portal. Yeah. Um, I've been dealing with a few of my players that played for me in the past, and they're already talking about going into the transfer portal. Some might be for the playing time. Some might be because the um, program is not what what they were told. Yep. And uh, they're asking for my advice when to go in. And um, the unfortunate thing is if they wanted to go in now, they're never going to see the field during the year, so, you know, they've asked for my advice. So, yeah. the transfer portal is a sticky situation. Yes, uh, it is. It is. Yep, and the other day, I was talking with a good friend of mine, Ed Gorzinski, who's an, who's an umpire, and we were talking. High school baseball in, in New Jersey has already was able to start scrimmages this past Thursday. Okay. I heard of a number of umpires, assigned who were friends of mine, Ask me, do you know if there's any umpires available because of this? So it's already started in the state of New Jersey with the high school shortage. On that. Yeah, and it's going to continue. It's not going to get. It's not going to cure itself. That's for sure because this has been known for several years, and uh, finding enough umpires who are able and willing to have or have a schedule where they can do this, it's getting tougher and the tougher. Thing, you know. Yeah. The last thing I want to talk about, and I'll be brief because I know you got a lot of callers. When, when it comes to us co- losing coaches in high school, here's the reason why we're losing them. The, uh, the administration doesn't do a good job of backing the coaches in a lot of situations. And there's an attorney in the state of New Jersey has helped attorneys who um, have been dismissed from, from the school 
and he's wound up winning lawsuits for him and all that. Yeah. So if, if high school coaches are going to want to still coach high school baseball, then the administration has to, have to be strong in their favor. Well, that's ultimately what's going to have to happen uh, because – at some point, it will, as always does, it seems to boil down to money. And the umpires are going to say, there's only so many of us. There's a lot more of you guys, who kids who want to play baseball. This is what it's going to cost now. And we know the parents will pay anything for the kids to, to play in front of an umpire or two. So it, it's going to get nasty, I'm afraid, before it finally gets figured out. Anyhow, it's, it's a shame. We shouldn't be in this situation. Ed, thank you for the call. Let me jump here. I'll talk to you again soon. Uh, yeah, friends, we're talking about these issues that continue to swirl and circulate around us every day. And we're talking about them and we were talking about it. And at least you guys are saying, okay, what can we do to solve some of these problems? Because it's only going to get worse, not better. And that's what we're talking about. And there are other issues we haven't touched upon here as well uh, that I do want to get to uh, during the rest of the show. But anyhow, our number is 877-337-6666. Give me a call. And we'll continue with our conversation. We're talking this morning about this age-old question that does afflict uh, sports, not just around here, but all over the country. And that is that somehow something has changed in the the basic sort of like DNA that, that the, the parents in particular, uh, the kids who watch their parents, they're, they're, they're becoming more and more out outgoing and not in a good way. And I was asking at the top of the hour, are you as sports parents, are you aware of this as well, that uh, with your outlandish behavior, obnoxious comments, uh, the way you address coaches or referees, whoever, are you aware that this is not doing a good thing for our kids? If anything, it's setting a very, very bad example. Uh, and it does turn the kids into less enjoyment for them in terms of the sport and more of like a, I don't know, it's sort of like a displeasure that winning is not what I'm looking to do here. I'm just trying to go out there and not lose. And there's a big distinction between just winning and losing. And I think that's what we're talking about today in these various topics. I mean, if you talk to kids today in high school about how they look upon the attitudes that their own parents bring to the events, a lot of kids will tell you, say, well, you know, I am, um, I, I think my mom and dad have every right to say anything or do anything they want at a, at a kid's high school game. And that's not, at least in my perspective, the right approach we want for our kids, that, that the parents are basically teaching the kids, yeah, you're here, um, you put in your, your effort in terms of practice time and so on and so forth, and as the parents, we're entitled to say whatever the heck we want. I mean, and this goes back to what I said before, attending a school sporting event is not, is not a right. It's a privilege. And it's a privilege that can be taken away very quickly. But that's something that the kids don't hear this, don't see it. The parents obviously don't care about it. They figure they can say whatever they want. Uh, the long-honored tradition of good, solid human behavior at games is being washed away on an everyday basis. And that's not, that's not the legacy we want. And I, I just, who's held accountable? Good question. In my mind, if you're a grown-up, if you're an adult, it all starts with you. It all starts with you. You have to be held accountable. If you go to a kid's sporting event inside a gym or in a soccer field or whatever it might be, you understand that you have to be held accountable for anything you say or anything you do. Because if you don't, unfortunately, behavior at these events is just going to get worse. So 
to me, at the end of the day, the lack of accountability, that's the key term here. And not just for kids, but even more so for the sports parents themselves. And look, moms and dads, you don't need, you don't need a second chance. If you go watch a high school sporting event and you don't know how to behave yourself at what you say and what you do, then why do you somehow magically deserve a second chance to change your ways? No. If you, if you don't understand right away what, what, the, what the parameters are, you don't get a second chance. So when the, the security officer comes over and says, okay, let's go, you're gone, you don't fight back, you don't beg for a second chance, you say, no, I, you're right, I was out of control, goodbye, I don't get a chance anymore to watch any of my kids' games uh, at home during the rest of the year. And that's how it should be, and nobody should protest that, but yet we don't do that. That's not the way it is. We all want a second or third chance. Uh, I don't know. one 337 6666 This is basic fundamental behavior, and yet we're still seeing cases every sporting event where moms and dads are trying to negotiate with the, uh, the, the, you know, the security officer so they get a second chance. Come on now, mom and dad. Really? This, this, is, this is about being a grown-up. All right, let's go back to our calls. Let's go to, um, let's go to Dan and Bethel. Hey, Dan, good morning. You're next up on, uh, on the fan. Yeah, good morning. How you doing today? Good, Dan. What's up? Uh, just, I, I think a lot of this is just has to do with uh, the basic breakdown and deterioration of t- today's society as a whole in general. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's just spilling over into the sports sports world. And you know, uh, parents just think that uh, they have a you know sense of entitlement instead of you know a sporting event, like you say. Being a privilege, they think it's their right to uh, just say whatever they want. Uh, you know, Dan, uh, that thought you just basically, you know, came up with. I thought about that as well because it does seem to hit on a lot of those topics. Um, parents yep. today, regardless of their politics, I don't care if you're Republican or Democratic, but they all seem to think like, well, I'm entitled now to say what I want. I'm I'm paying the tax dollars. I'm the, the grown up. I can do this. I can do that. And you feel like saying. No. When was that law passed? When, when, exactly. When, when was a law passed that basically allows moms and dads to act like jerks at their kids' games? It doesn't exist. <laughs> so, I, exactly. I, I, you I know, just, it's like the, the woke attitude is creeping into everything today, unfortunately. Yeah, and nobody and, seems to want to say, no, 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 we got to stop this. No, yeah, we should right. stop it. You know, I don't, I don't understand. I know a lot of people from the school district. They don't think that they want to get involved and have to be, get rolled into being a uh, some sort of policeman at these events. That's not what they're getting paid to do. But they also know that if they don't do anything, it's going to get worse and worse and worse. And I hear you, Dan. It is a concern. As simple as that. Anyhow, thank you. Thank you for pointing that out. I appreciate it greatly. Let's, uh, let's move on. Let's go to our next caller before um, we lose some uh, time here. Let's go to, uh, let's go to Jack over in, uh, in Fairlawn. Jack, are you still there? I know you've been waiting for a long time. Hey, listen, you know, I can listen to you all day. Yeah, <laughs> you know, this, yeah sure. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm serious. I'm yeah. serious, you know, but, you know, you know, we keep you keep talking about the same problem. We, we call these we call these club teams elite. They're not elite anymore. There are a few. There are a few left. But, you know, now it's just if I can give you ten thousand dollars for my kid to be playing all year round. You know, would that be sufficient? Yeah, sure. And let him bring in. Kid doesn't know how to hold a bat or the girl doesn't even know what glove, you know, to put on what hand. So when you're talking about elite, you know, there are a select few. I'm going to say that probably out of all the club teams out there, probably 20% are elite. You know, the 80 other 
all about the money part. But well, you know gonna, what? I have. <laughs> we're going to call I've those guys. Playing. We're going to call those guys <laughs> the super elite. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> well, you can call whatever you want, but you know, I watched some of these elite. I watched some of these elite games. So, but you know, it's funny because I've been blessed. I mean, I've been, I've been a private coach for a long, long time. I'm coaching at the college level. And believe me, the parent problems do not stop at high school. They go right to the college level. Oh, of course. And, you know, parents get involved. You pull a kid out of a lineup for a minute or two or whatever, or the kid goes to the bathroom and they're not on the field editing. The parents are in your face already. But you know what? They don't have the right to do that at any level. At any level. You know, I have a group of parents. I have a kid that is the parent – is you know their it, their names are Ed Davis and 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 the kid is Ronan and mom is Lucinda and all of my people Mike and Sarah and Stan and and Sarah, and Sarah you know they're all unbelievable people and they pay me and they don't say a word and they sit back and they suggest and they and they and they they talk to you about you know um, how how great it is the way we're treating their kids, but these parents have no right to speak up. You know, they can take their kids and move them to another program or move them, move them to another a coach or anything like that. The, the AD that, that has the zero tolerance, you know, something has to be done. I heard of a person, real quick, I heard of a person, an AD, that planted somebody in the stands, okay, and had them act up and remove them, and everybody else watched it. <laughs> it was a JV game, I think. I think it was a JV game, and well, word got around, you know. And I'm not entitled to, you know, say the person or the AD, <laughs> but I'm going to just tell you something. It was done, and it was amazing. And you know what? He hasn't had any problems. He really hasn't. Because word got around. Oh my God! Did you hear that? So and so got removed from the game because he was yelling and screaming at the referee. Yeah, I heard it. And you know what, Rick, your show hits everything. I mean, today with all your topics, it was like a smorgasbord or, a, or you know, a Chinese restaurant. One from column A. I didn't know where to go. But the point is, is that stay on this topic as long as you want, because one of the truest things that I believe is, and you said it about parents going to a game. But it's also the same with the kids who are playing in the game. You know, playing on a team is not a right. It's a privilege. And Absolutely. when the parents understand there are more there are more situations and more reasons for that kid making a team and making and earning a starting position other than just being better than everybody else, that's not the case anymore. We play the kids that are appropriate, that are on time, that are great in the locker room, great teammates. Good off the field. These are the kids that get the playing time. Not the superstars anymore. You don't want those kids. I don't care if I have a kid that's great. If they're a headache, if they're a cancer to the program, you know what you do with cancer? You cut it out. You get rid of it. So parents, understand. Sit there. Be quiet. Root for your kid. And say nothing. Other than praise. That's mm. it. That, great, that's great show. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks very much, Jack. And I'm listening to your, your your words of advice, and it's pretty short and sweet. And that's 
pretty much the best that most sports parents should really abide by because all sports parents are looking you know, for advice. What do I do? My kid's a pretty good ball player. He's 8 or 10 or 12, whatever. But we don't know what team to go to. We don't know the coaches. We don't know if this is the right price. We don't know about this. I mean, they don't know. They're looking for answers. And the thing is, they'll take answers from anybody who at least seems like they know what they're talking about. But, of course, as we've discussed or debated many times on the Sports Edge, there are no federal rules or regulations as to who gets what, you know, what entitlements or how much it should cost or any of that stuff. It just doesn't exist. So as a parent, of course you want the best for your youngster. And it's, you know it's going to cost money, but you don't know if suddenly your kid was a pretty good, I don't know, um, shortstop during the, the school years, and now he plays with a, with a travel program, and the coach says, oh, I like him more as a left fielder. Uh, is that a smart move? I don't know. I mean, you know, it's up to you. Make the call. And that's, that's usually when things begin to sort of snowball out of control. And that's when you get a sense as a parent that what looks like the coach of this team has a bunch of other coaches who are all good friends of his. I wonder if I should be an assistant coach as well. And that's when these things start to go cause trouble. Tell you, friends, it's complicated. We know that. I, I worry for all of you who don't have a way to figure this out because obviously it has to be changed at some point. The only good news is I hope it will change and, and change soon. All right. Okay, that's going to do it and for me in this edition of Rick Wolf Sports Edge. Uh, my, my, my thanks this morning to the zoo man, uh, Mark Malusis. believe he's up next here on The Fan. I'll see you all next Sunday morning at 8 a.m. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.